Lord, guide my path. Lord, deliver me right now in your way. Let's play a little bit of that in the background. Water my steps. I just want to know how many of you really want God to order your steps. This is where it is. Do you really want God to order your steps? Or do you want to be in charge of your own steps? Oh, I'm full this morning because the message that we deal with today is something just that. Come to give you hope and encouragement. Because in the world that we're living in and the things that are going on where wrong seems to be right and right is wrong, People don't want to stand up for what they believe in, wavering in your faith. God showed me as I was getting up, uh, as he dealt with Paul, Paul was dealing with them in Acts and 27. He said, except ye abide in the ship, ye can't be saved. Where is your faith in God? Everything you've been taught, stick with it. Stand faith faithful, firm in what you believe in. Because we're living in some trying times. Whether we're dealing with cancer culture, they want to silence you for what is right, what God has taught you. Why would you be ashamed if God has brought you thus far? Who has kept you? Who is your God? Well, order my steps, Lord. Keep me in the straight and narrow path. If I'm on the highway, help me to exit the turn right and keep straight. Help me not to make decisions based on my emotions and my feelings, which can be misleading. This is where we at. The world has tapped into your emotions and feelings. Now you're forced to make a decision to serve God. You, you, you force a decision to choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Your family. Your children. The word of God said train them up in the way they should go. It's a, it's a problem that we, 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 we got some issues with that. Because if they decide to go left, I see parents going left too. I see parents making excuses for their child's behaviors, for their children's choices. Take them to the Lord and leave them there. Once they become of age, ain't nothing you can do but pray for them and put them in the hands of the Lord. This is tough. Because nobody wants to talk about it. But it must be talked about. 
it must be addressed. Order my steps. I just listen to all the songs that have been played today. It, it, it's ministering. If you didn't know it, let me remind you. The line has been drawn in the sand. Oh, if we back when we were young, they put that little piece of paper on your shoulder. Bad as one, knock it off. Who bad enough to knock off the paper off God's shoulder? Who bad enough to tell God he wrong? The creator. We got people going against creation. And saints sit silent. Says nothing. How do you think the world survived as long as it has survived? Because of God's people, not of the world people. Word, not world. One letter, L, get the L. Out of the world and you have the word. But, but it's amazing that the L is running rapid. I know you need to pause for a station of identification. We need the newspaper boy to come back and be throwing that whole extra, extra read all about. We, we, we forgot these things. We forgot from which we come because times appear to be changing. But the word of God says there's nothing new under the sun. You have Facebooks. You have Twitter. You have, understand what was once hidden in the word. Now you can see it out everywhere. But ain't nothing new. So I don't want you to fall apart or feel that uh, it's you against the world. The world has always been against the word, the word of God. Man has always assumed they got a better way and you can get along and you can do this. That ain't what God told us. But when our emotions and feelings get trapped into it, we begin to make decisions. We begin to do what we say, what is best instead of what is right. I often hear that. What you rather do, what's best or what's right? When it comes to God, there is no other way but the right way. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going to thank you, Lord, for allowing me here. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to bring the word and uh, thank my wife for being my wife. I ain't always an easy character to get along with. You know, I, I, I try to have character instead of being a character. You know, it's a difference. Having some character and being a character. We gonna move on. Those of you that have your Bibles, I'm gonna invite you to the book of Daniel, chapter three. This is what God has been dealing with me and with our society or what we're dealing with, but I want to try to bring it out and make it look clear. Um, we're dealing with the same thing, but it's how it's set up. You know, same forces are at work. You know, in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, um, I'm going I'm to do, it's verses 8 through 25, but I'm going to jump around. I just want to encourage you to read uh, the, the whole chapter 3 of Daniel. And um, 
encourage you to let the Lord lead you to bring it up to modern times and so you can see uh, what's going on and as we dealing with the decisions that we having to make today in society it, it, it's, it's in line with this well at, at, at verse chapter 8 it says after we read the verses I'm going to pray y'all don't worry I'm going to pray um, it says, wherefore at the time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. Say accused the Jews. Accused the Christians. I want to let you know, Christians, you are being accused of certain things that you ain't going along with in the world. I want to make it clear, you are being accused for your belief and your faith in God. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbuck, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. What is the golden image? The laws and the statutes that's being passed today that when they said, you're supposed to go along with it. You don't supposed to say nothing, bow down. Worship. You're supposed to be in agreement in with what they're saying. Don't you dare speak out. And for those of you that I know that are saying things up on the universe or in, or in secret, then understand, I'm finna take you to the law. I'm finna expose you, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter. Understand, I'm gonna make you ashamed of being a Christian. For standing up for what you believe in. Or as some would say, for your freedom of speech. We don't want you to think no other way but how we set things. Because we know better. Well, who are we? Those who have formed this. That have left God out of the equation. And also fall down and worship but he should be cast into the midst of a burning and fiery furnace. I understand some of y'all in a hot situation. In, in the message, it's dealing with the furnace of life. How are you coping in the furnace of life? How are you dealing with the hot situations? It could be you at home and your family, it's a hot situation because you're doing everything to follow God, but it doesn't appear that everybody is online. I want to encourage you to still follow. Stay on the sure path. Could be on your job, it's a hot situation. They're doing everything from that that's all immorality wrong. They're saying all things. They're Understand, you are being tempted and tested on every hand, but stay the course. It says in verse 12, there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. There are certain Christians who've been set over affairs in this government, in this world, who ain't doing what you said do. In Babylon, we're talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee they serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. They'll respect you, and they, they ain't going to do anything that you ask them to do. Mm -hmm. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, spake, and said unto them, Is it true? Ain't that just like you being called into the office at work or some comments you done made and somebody done, they done take it so much out of context. Now you got to be checked on what you said as if you the enemy and you've been there the whole life. You've been working, you've been doing everything, but it's something that you said that somebody didn't like because obviously it affected them because at the time it was said, they was all in their feelings and their emotions, so they done ran and they done told and now it appears that you are in deep trouble. Because your job has also implemented policies and procedures and said, you don't supposed to do this, you don't supposed to say this, but it appears that they can say whatever they want to say and nothing happens. This is what's going on. Is it true? Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do you not serve my gods? nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Do you not do what I have asked and required or what it has said? Do you not obey? And, and their answer was this. And he said, now if you be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbuck, the psalter, the decimal, and all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, he said, but he cast the same hour to the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? We know who the God is, but the whole point is, here it goes. Now you are being tried. They're going to ask you one more time to agree with what they're saying. They're going to ask you one more time to change your mind, your thoughts, your ways. Or you may no longer be employed here. Or you may get a write-up on your file that's going into your file in the HR records. What are you going to do? I can tell you what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. I'm going to pause right there. I'm going to let y'all read the rest. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you right now for the word, Lord, that has already went forth, Lord. I'm just only repeating what you've already stated, Father. I just ask right now that you come in, that I decrease and you increase. Touch thy people and help them to understand, Lord, that you are with them. You have never left them alone, Father. Help them to understand and see they abide in the ship, in your ship, that old ship of Zion. Lord, that they cannot be saved. They must stand on your word. For your word is true, Lord God. We give you all the praise and glory that's so rightfully yours. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. And we all say amen. The thought for today is Jesus is there. Jesus is there. Uh, Rev Moore did a song that stated one time, he was there all the time. It said was there, but see, I had to say he's there. Because by the when you said was, understand God had already showed up and showed out and moved on, and by the time your mind caught up with what he did, you're like, wow. 
It's like the Holy Ghost. Do you? It's like the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost come. But the, the analogy God gave me, it's like the wind. Do you feel the wind when it's blowing, or after it has blown? Most people would say, I feel the wind when it's blowing, but I want to let you know you feel it after it has blown because it's the drought. God, the wind that came in and cooled and done everything, it's blowing now. But that's how God works. God come in while you are yet praying. He already answered the prayer and did it. When your mind catches up with what God has done, that's when the shout come in. That's when the dance come in. That's when all the hallelujahs and thank you, Jesus, come in. Because he's just that kind of God. But Nebuchadnezzar was furious that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But he did not act rashly. Let us not forget about Daniel in the lion's den. If you remember, Daniel went through a similar situation. These same Chaldeans were mad at Daniel. Convinced, convinced him to put these statues and things in place. When Daniel didn't do, he was thrown into the lion's den. Before he even got into the den, guess who was there? God. I dare you to search your Bible throughout it and see where God was already there before it even happened. Understand, you can go all the way back. You, we want to talk about Moses. Before Moses even got to the Red Sea, it was already part of it. He just had to do his part. Every miracle that takes place, God was there. Waiting on your faith to catch up to him. It's about your faith, what you're believing in. What I'm looking at, when I saw this, I said, wow, understand, he invited them in and allowed them to explain themselves. Do you see favor with God? Understand, no matter what, we need to talk to you. Can you come to the office? We need to talk to you. Can you explain to me why you... Any other person they normally would have gotten rid of Normally would have already been thrown into the fire. Normally would have been there. But because you're a child of God, understand they can't just pass judgment. So, they, so he invited them in to explain themselves. In other words, he gave them a second chance. Don't we serve a God of a second chance, of another chance? Understand. Their response was something like this, and I like about it. With, with all due respect, King, we're not going to bow. In short, they refused the second chance that they were given. Why? Because they knew the God that they served. Note what, what the king's request was and what he was asking it. It was not as dramatic as it, has, as it could have been since he was asking these Jews not to stop worshiping their God. He was merely asking them to make certain conditions to their worship practice for him. Uh, I'm just going to ask you to do it for me. How many of us have been caught up, been put in a situation where it, it appears you got to compromise your faith? You got to compromise your beliefs. You got to compromise your morals and your values, apparently for the good of the company, apparently for, for a relationship, for a situation where, well, I'm here to let you know, stop compromising. Stand firmly on what you believe. Because what you believe is your faith, and your faith is the key. In today's society, people are compromising their faith and belief in God. 
However, what I noticed was that this modern habit of rationalizing questionable practices were nowhere to be found in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What? What you saying, huh? Excuse me? Questionable practices. What are you giving in to? They knew that other gods were not to be worshipped alongside the God of Israel. God has no equal and he will not tolerate being treated as if he does. Remember when we're talking about God, we're talking about his principles, his statutes, his values, the things that he has told us. When we begin to compromise and to water it down for the sake of someone else or others, understand it's a problem because that means another God has stepped into the place and now you are torn between the two. Who are your allegiance to? Understand any actions that grants unquestionable allegiance to a sovereign other than God is idolatry. Idolatry. If you give your allegiance to another God, it's idolatry because now you're in two relationships. You're trying to serve God and them. But people always want to look at it. Well, that's money. Understand, anything other than the true and living God is idolatry if you're giving allegiance to it. God don't want part of you. He want all of you. And that's what bowing before the statue would have done. If they had just did it one time, one time, those others who may have been looking up to them because you are not, it's not an accident if you're in a leadership position. You must stand firm in what God has done. If you marry to the heart, stay, stay firm in your position as being the angel of your house, as being the head of your house. Nobody ever said it was going to be easy, but you must stand firm. If you're the mother of the house, you must stand firm on what you've been taught about God. Your love for God must be greater than your love for your husband and your children. Because if you can't love God the way God wants to be loved, ain't no way you can love your mate and your children. I know people don't like to hear that. Man, what you come up here today? You need to hear this today because it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse as time go on. We've been had ministers and preachers who've been changed and where, where they wanted their child to have the thing. But understand, God has set, has an order, and we're supposed to follow the order. It's amazing when we want to change the order and we want to accuse God of not doing right. Understand, it was one thing to work for the king. And to show him the basic respect due to those in authority. God has told us how we're supposed to do with those in authority. You respect them. However, here it goes. It's another thing to acknowledge a rival God. 
they in authority. He said, yeah, I respect them, do this. These are certain things. But when it comes down, you got to be able to separate the two. Whenever they're asking you to do things that's going to go against your morals and your values and the statute, things that relate to God, the God that has brought you thus far and done all these things, the God that you know, the line is drawn in the sand. It's some things you just don't do. When you go back and look at the, in, in, in the word, there were midwives who refused to kill the male children at the stake of their own lives. When, when Pharaoh declared a decree, all the first male borns will die. The, the, the midwives didn't do it and didn't hesitate to tell them, no, we ain't going to do it. Oh, I wish we had them kind of women nowadays. Them kind of mothers. There were men who stood for right at one time. I, I, I wish they would stand up. The word of God said, a few good men. And the Marines have that slogan. Well, can I just find one man? When you go back in the Old Testament, when, when, when God was going to get ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, it went all the way down to just finding a man that was doing right. It's the same time, it's the same thing going on. It's the same trickery. But it's how you see it. Let me pull the wool off your eyes. These three Jews express faith in God in two ways, and we're should be done. First, they acknowledged that God was able to deliver them both from the fiery furnace and the king who thought he had absolute power. Who is the king today? Who is the king in the United States of America? The government. The government is the one that gives power. The government these laws and these statutes that are passed give the power to do things or to not to do things. And so when they pass laws, whether we know about them or not, we're we, we supposed to adhere to them. But there is a law greater than man's power, God's power. It's amazing that people will forget about or choose to forget about the almighty God's power and simply want to just stick to man's power as being absolute. They did not worship a weak God or a distant God who was unable to intervene in earth's events. Instead, they worshiped a God of Israel who had proven his ability to deliver and who desired to work for the good of those who loved him. God has always stepped in if you search the scriptures, you see he's there. Maybe in the shadows because you've never seen it. Understand when David and Goliath, when they was fighting Goliath, God had been there with Israel the whole time. The problem was that they was afraid. God needed somebody that wasn't afraid to stand up to a giant. Giants must fall. Even this giant that we're dealing with, when it's dealing with immorality, when it's dealing with violence, when it's dealing with hatred, understand it has to fall. It will fall. Matter of fact, it has already fallen. I don't have to preach in past tense, I'm preaching in present tense because we already know what the future holds as well as who holds the future. This is where it is. This is where it is.
This is what our kids battle every day. They want to teach everything but the right thing. They, 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 want, they, they want to confuse us. But understand, we serve a God that is not the author of confusion. Everything the world brings about is confusion. I don't know my head from a book. It's the same. I, I look, I, I was born this. I was what? What? Don't say that, cat. What? People tell you Jesus ain't the only what? The only way what? There's more than one way. To, what? You can be spiritual. See, I ain't into that stuff with all these people with these. What? Why am I even having a conversation with you? But this is what's going on. These are the people now that are in power. And if you notice at times, they've always been in power in the word. God has shown how the world acts. But you should see that he always had his people in place. Number two, these three men were firm in their worship of God to the point that they refused to bow, whether God chose to intervene or not. They have seen enough and heard enough about how God has been good, not only to them but to their people, that they refused to give up. There was a time where there were things that we weren't going to take as a people of color. There were some things we were not going to accept. We was willing to die for what we believed in. Has those days gone? And now we set up for mediocrity. We set up for whatever they give us. We don't ask no questions. If you volunteer for a position, then when you volunteer, you got to understand the accountability that goes along with it. What's required of you? Why is it that we, we so used to letting people get the title, but they don't have to follow the job description? I might as well become a doctor and never went to, went to medical school and work on you. Be a dentist. Ophthalmologist, come on now, let me do it. This, this is what's going on. We, we, we begin to follow people and their ideas and their advice. And the whole point is, they, don't, they ain't serving the same God that we serve. How you know because of their thoughts? They're telling you what they're thinking. God shows you. But uh, no, nah, they couldn't be saying that. Yes, they are saying that. However, in the word, for being faithful to their God... They were put into a fiery furnace because they wouldn't bow down or worship the king's image. The furnace was heated seven times hotter and the king's own men were burned alive, putting them in the furnace. Understand this, people. The enemy will always mess himself up when trying to mess you up. Did y'all hear that? The enemy will always mess himself up or herself up when trying to mess you up. Why? You're a child of God. God looks out for his own. Who has absolutely.
absolute all power God does. Not man, not you. That's why I'm saying some of us are in a hot situation, but I want to let you know, keep praying, keep believing, keep holding on. Because the God of your understanding, the God that we serve is able to deliver. He's able to heal. He's able to set free. These men whose hands were tied, and your hands may be tied, were set free in the midst of the fire. They didn't put them in the beginning. They threw them in the hottest part of the fire, and that's where we at find ourselves today. We're in the heat of the furnace. Because on every hand, we're being told we ought to think like this. We ought to have pity on folks who do this and who've been born like this. Now, God has always told us how we ought to think. We ain't got to hate nobody. We love them with the love of God. The word of God says it's not his will that any should perish, but all should come to everlasting life. But understand, everybody don't want to go to heaven. Everybody don't want to do it God's way, and you can't make them do it God's way. All you can do is pray for them. That they'll see the light. That God will bring them through. This is what happens. I don't know about you, but there are times, have been times in my life when God stepped in and showed out. Has that ever happened to you? You ever been in a situation? Didn't know how you was going to get out? What was going to happen? But your God, the God that we serve, stepped in. And not only did he step in, he showed out. In other words, uh, uh, like the Hebrew boys, we had been in a hot, fiery situation and God rescued us. But not only did he rescue us, he blessed us. Because we are his. Ain't nobody without error, but that don't stop God from blessing you. When you mess up, fess up. God will bless you for being faithful. You want to be like David, a man after God's own heart? When you do something wrong, tell him about it. Ask him to come in and fix the situation. How is it that he's a man after God's own heart and you see some of the errors? People want to say you see the errors that was in his life. His family life was tore up. Nobody wants to talk about that, but you look at it. David's family life, his children was messed up. But he stayed with God. He tried to encourage. At some point in time, he had to let go and let God. We're battling things and understanding the battle ain't ours. It's the Lord's. Let go. Let God. All this craziness people are talking, let go. Let God. Let God deal with it. You keep on living for him. In this furnace, understand they were not alone. Jesus was there all the time. The people who didn't have Jesus burnt up. For he is the fire. 
God is the fire. His people came into the fire. Understand, they was untouched. What I like about it, when you look into that 24th and 25th verse, the, the king's reaction was, he jumped up. He ran. He asked the question. Did not we put three in? Forget about the three. Is somebody else in there? They were all walking around. I don't know about you, but when, when God get the blessing, I can only imagine the praise and the worship that was going on. However you choose to bless me, Lord. If I couldn't say a word, what could they say? They was there. And so I don't care where you are in the furnace of life. I'm going to encourage you to look around in the heat of your situation because Jesus is there. No matter how hot it is, look for him. No matter what you're going through, look for him. No matter the situation, look for Jesus. For he's there. There is no need to throw in the tower, no need to break down, no need to lose your mind. Look for Jesus. People around you may think that you're crazy, but you're not. You only in praise and worship. We was created to praise him. You got to learn to praise him in the fire. This is where it is. This is what I want you to know. Praise God in the midst of your fire. Praise God in the midst of your situation, of what you're going through. And I guarantee you, he'll bring you through. You'll come out as pure gold. This is what we're dealing with today for he said in his word he will never leave you alone so I don't want you to ever think that you're ever alone in any situation because he's always there I never leave you nor forsake you I'll be with you even to the end of the world stay with him stay with the word of God for in your weakest moment, in your weakest time, it'll lift you like the footprints in the sand. You think you will walk. We think we've been walking this whole time. He's been carrying us. And he ain't let us down. He carried us through the fire, through the flood, through the storm and the rain, through heartaches and pain, through sickness and death. He's carrying us. And if you allow him, he'll carry you on to glory. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God bless you and keep you. Is my prayer. Amen.